Behind the Screens takes you beyond the code and into the open source community with short interviews from live events all over the world. Made possible by Lullaby, your number one source for strategy, design, and Drupal development for large-scale digital publishing. Find us on Twitter at Lullabot or in your browser at lullabot.com. We're back at DrupalCon Seattle, and today I'm going behind the screens with Carl Kodrowski. Carl, you are a co-organizer. You helped to organize the uh, flyover camp, and you organize the Kansas City Drupal Users Group. Tell me a little bit about organizing that users group and how that's going. Well, we've uh, as we started at, at, uh, at my job at VML YNRs, we started doing a lot of Drupal work. Uh, we had a um, you know, desire to kind of give back to the community and uh, try to get to know a little bit more about the community, more people in the community. So we started a user group uh, about uh, eight or ten years ago, and uh, it's been going ever since then. We it had a bit of a hiatus early on, and then uh, we picked it up again about I don't know six seven years ago. I've been meeting uh, monthly last Tuesday of every month. Uh, we have a meetup. Uh, it's organized on meetup.com. So if you're in the area and you have a hankering to come to a user group uh, meeting in Kansas City, um, hit us up there. And we've, uh, we, we do it every month except the last two months of the year so we don't uh, conflict with Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, it's a good, small, tight uh, group of folks uh, within the, just the greater Kansas City area that uh, meets every month. Talk about whatever people want to talk about. We usually have a, um, a small, short presentation on a specific topic. And then we have a lot of discussion. Uh, we've even helped people design and build their websites, you know, during the meeting, um, or uh, just have just general conversations about things people are interested in. That's great. So very informal. You yeah. can kind of come as you are, bring what you want, yep. and uh, everyone's there to help. Yeah. How has it changed for you over the years? You said have you been organizing it for the last uh, eight or ten years yourself, uh, like with other people? Yeah, probably the last uh, six or seven years have been um, helping organize it, and then uh, over the last uh, couple of years, been doing it uh, primarily myself. Typically had a co-organizer up until uh, uh, very recently, but it's—I mean—it goes really well um, as long as we're we're having nice regular meetings. We'll have a—we have a good uh, core group of people that um, are always involved every month, and we'll have you know fresh faces come in um, you know every uh, few weeks. So it's uh, you know it's been pretty dynamic. You know the the numbers that we we would attract have, have gotten smaller you know over the years. I think since. Uh, you know, Drupal has kind of, it's not the new shiny thing on the block that everybody would be interested in, but it's, uh, it's a very, you know, stable kind of community, and a lot of folks that um, have kind of stuck to uh, the Drupal platform um, will show up on a, you know, a regular, uh, regular basis. So, we're not, you know, we're not attracting 30, 40, 50 people anymore. It's usually, you know, 10 to 20 uh, on a, for a monthly meeting, but uh, we've also tried to do a few things like uh, training days. We've done that before. Um, on the uh, the KU campus a few years ago, and we're always looking for opportunities to kind of work in the broader community, uh, to really to, to spread the uh, just the knowledge and experience that a lot of us have in Drupal uh, with a, a broader audience. So that's a that be opposed, not opposed, but different than uh, flyover camp, these, the right. training days and things like that. Tell yeah. me a little bit about how, as a community, you were organizing those and what you wanted yeah. to achieve with that. So a flyover camp is uh, it, something that people have talked about for probably the last 10 years. I uh, can't tell you how many people have told me that we should organize a Kansas City Drupal camp. And then I asked them if, if they'd be willing to volunteer. This is like, no. So it's really been... <laughs> but this year, uh, Todd Greathouse stepped up and, and volunteered to actually organize the whole thing. So now that we have a, uh, a person that's spearheading the, the big effort, and he's got a, um, a nice group of folks around that are helping him out with all the different logistics, uh, we're actually going to have the first uh, Kansas City uh, Drupal Camp, which is called Flyover Camp. And it is going to be held on uh, May 31st through June 2nd on the University of Missouri-Kansas City campus. 
which is uh, really right in the middle of the Midtown area of Kansas City. So a really, really great location. Uh, first two days of uh, talks uh, and sessions, and then a, uh, the last day will be a contributor day. Great. So that's exciting. I didn't realize this was going to be the first. Like, I, I know I hadn't heard of it before. I thought yeah. maybe it was a smaller camp, but this is the first one. First one. Yeah, we've been kind of, we've, we've been longtime attenders of Drupal Corn, which is the one in Iowa, which is just a little uh, drive, and I've also attended uh, the St. Louis camp. But, you know, those over the last couple of years have, um, ha- you know, haven't been, you know, annual events. So the um, kind of the impetus is like, well, we really like going to Drupal camps a lot. So um, let's, you know, if other folks are, are either taking a year off of organizing theirs or just, you know, haven't been able to, uh, to organize one for, for whatever reason, we can kind of step up and kind of fill that hole in the middle of the country, uh, which is kind of nice because we're, we're only a couple of hours from like Des Moines. We're four hours from St. Louis. We're really easy driving distance from Omaha and Wichita from... Uh, Arkansas and Oklahoma, so there's a lot of uh, re- really regional folks that we can, uh, or areas we can draw from that don't have a camp that's super close. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can go to Austin, you can go to, to Colorado, but a lot of times those are, you know, they're plane trips or they're, you know, a bigger commitment. So having something right within the um, uh, the central Midwest there is is really, really um, desirable for a lot of people in the area. So that's what we're kind of hoping for. Uh, yeah. For, uh, for folks that want to come in and attend Drupal Camp. It sounds like a great goal because yeah, I'm I'm in Denver, so we have Drupal Camp Colorado coming up at the beginning of August. Yeah, but it is not. It's a more sparsely populated part of the country, so right. yeah, a lot of these other camps are plane rides and major mm-hmm. trips. Whereas yeah. I know that's a really great network of camps in right. the southeastern United States. It all yeah. they all go together to yeah. their each other's camps, and it's they can do quick drives, a couple hours. Yeah, so that's really great. You can now reach out to all these markets around your area, and I'm hoping I hope it gets a great turnout. We'll make yeah. sure we uh, publicize that. Yeah, yeah, and we do. We kind of see the same things. We go to uh, we go to St. Louis and in, uh, in, in in Iowa. There, you'll see the same folks in like the Chicago, Minnesota, uh, Iowa, St. Louis kind of camps. So that upper Midwest, um, you know, kind of group that. That you'll see in a lot of uh, a lot of camps if you go to go to one in you know any of those areas. So kind of the same thing going on as you have in the southwest. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so I want to know a little bit more about some of the other community outreach things that you were talking about that you helped to organize with the community. So one of them you mentioned was uh, training days. Right. We've done the uh, Drupal training days. I know when uh, the University of Kansas uh, started using Drupal a few years ago, and that kind of first year just gave us an opportunity, really an excuse um, to tried to just to, to do a Drupal training day. Um, it was part of the official Drupal Association training days. So we organized that, and a couple of folks, um, again, volunteered to kind of spearhead that effort. And we met on the University of Kansas uh, campus and just held a day of essentially introduction to Drupal. And we had a really good turnout. A lot of folks were really interested since they were moving to that platform as content managers or as uh, site developers or just try- folks that are uh, department heads that are trying to wrap their heads around how the whole uh, Drupal thing works. So um, that was um, that was really, really successful, and we're always looking for you know opportunities to do those things you know again. A lot of the folks that are involved in um, uh, the, the user group also kind of bleed over into some of the other community outreach. I know we had... Um, uh, here at, at DrupalCon that Acquia is sponsoring uh, Girls Who Code. So there's a, a lot of organiz- uh, women in the, the Kansas City Women in Technology is a big organization. It's actually where two keynote speakers for Flyover Camp come from. The, the gal, Jennifer Wadella, that organized um, uh, Kansas City Women in Technology, who also helps out with uh, like the Coder Dojo Kansas City. They do a Code and Cupcakes um, program, which gets girls and, and generally moms um, introduced into uh, software development. 
Um, she's going to be one of our keynote speakers as well as another, um, another gal from the same organization um, that are going to do our keynotes at Flyover Camp. So we try to kind of cross-pollinate. Really, you know, the Drupal community in Kansas City is relatively tight. It's some, you know, it's relatively small as far as the broader technology community, but there is a very large uh, uh, technology community within Kansas City that we kind of all commingle with. You know, it's not such a big market that you don't know just about everybody, right? It's a, a relatively small market as far as technology goes, so you end up knowing a lot of people in a lot of these different areas. So we'll we'll try to get out into those as well to to kind of give back to the community in, in different ways. That's really incredible. That's uh, now the Drupal. I mean, Drupal eight is has Symphony in it. We have lots mm-hmm. of third party libraries. It's yeah. not just our own PHP code anymore. So yeah. we need to be adopting some of these other communities and working together. Yeah, yeah, we got a pretty robust um, PHP um, uh, community within Kansas City, and there's a really good meetup um, that's just around the general PHP community as well as WordPress. Uh, they've got a, uh, a really good kind of solid community and meetup going uh, around WordPress as well. And, you know, the JavaScript and just basic, you know, technology groups around KC are, uh, are pretty vibrant. So what's a, a lesson that you've learned in your years of organizing these types of events mm. and, and now maybe something that you've been able to take into organizing a full camp? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, and taking the um, uh, standing on the shoulders of others or uh, the other giants uh, is probably the biggest thing that uh, helps people. Really, when we started, when we started the the initial user group. You know, things kind of were kind of all over the map, and people would come, and people would fall off, and then sometimes nobody would show up. And so we we finally got around to figure it's like, well, other people organize these these kind of meetups. So I wonder what kind of things they do to make themselves successful, and just look at the things. Have a regular. Um, meetups. That's why we always meet the last Friday of the month. Uh, have a normal, regular meeting place, uh, which is why we almost always meet in the same um, location. And then having that, you know, have a little bit of variability in the content, really knowing your audience and what they're going to want, and work hard to try and find uh, people that will do the, you know, the presentations and, and speak about the content, and, and try to convince them that they are indeed experts in something. You know, you've done it once. You've done it one more time than most people, right? So you can absolutely give a, uh, a talk or just share some knowledge on the subject. So it's, uh, that, I, I think, has probably been the biggest thing is just really working with people to encourage them to get involved and learning from the, you know, the mistakes and other things of others. And when we started organizing this camp, I know Todd Greathouse, the guy that is organizing uh, Flyover Camp, has been heavily involved with talking to lots of different people within the Drupal community on how to organize camps. It's great to have the resource of the, the camp organizers groups. Um, he's been on Slack a lot. He's reached out to lots of different people with the, uh, the Drupal Corn Camp in St. Louis and just folks all over the country that have been or- organizing camps for years just to understand how you do it, how you go about it, and you know, just even easing your concerns. You know, knowing that most people sign up the last two weeks before the camp is reassuring when you don't have, you know, you, you, you have a lot of people that have signed up already. Um, you know, how you get sponsors and how you organize, you know, what's important to people when they come to a camp. What are people really looking for? Because as a first-time organizer, we can't do everything. So we want to hit on the things that are going to make the experience for people that come to the camp, you know, the most enjoyable and most valuable um, so that they get, you know, a, a lot of value out of their time and energy that's going to come. What was, you mentioned Slack. What are, what's one of the biggest resources you've been able to leverage outside of 
or, or maybe even just talking to another person if there's somebody who's in the market to try and get their local user group yeah. going the, the slack group um, that uh, uh, I haven't been in it personally at all but Todd constantly is, is saying well I asked about this in the slack group or the, these folks in the slack group told me we should be doing this and, and doing that that has been an enormously big benefit just that broader group of community organizers within the Drupal community has been enormously helpful in like logistics you know what do we need to do to set up a bank account we didn't even have a checking account before you know how do we take money how do you find you know venues? How do we you know get sponsors? What are the sponsorship levels? And then there's always these weird things that you don't see from like going to a camp, like when you ask for a sponsorship and the sponsors tend to say, "Well, if we give you money, can we do this other thing?" And it's like, well, you know, this is not something that people do blog posts about. So then you have um, you know good resources to ask. It's like, okay, is this normal? Is this okay to do? Or are people going to find this shady? Or you know any of those kinds of things? And it's helped us to make you know good decisions. Um, and be real transparent, you know, with our sponsors and the people that are uh, coming to the camp. This is like, you know, this is what you get as part of a sponsorship. You know, if, if um, you know, if we change the rules midstream uh, or the things that we provide as part of sponsorships or just, you know, anything like that, that, uh, you know, we're doing everything, you know, above board, but also that we're, we're learning from the decisions that other people have made and whether they have found those things either, you know, valuable or maybe have had a, you know, a detriment to their camp helps us make good decisions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's almost like uh, it's almost like having it, having it our first year behind us already. You know, it's like okay, they, all these mistakes were made. It's like okay, we're probably not going to do everything right, but we're going to do you know we're we're at least one step ahead of where we would be if we were on our own. Yeah, yeah, you have a, a good view of all those potential pitfalls yeah. and know how to navigate them now. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great resource. So yeah, there's a Slack channel out there for anyone who's interested in organizing a local community, and we'll put that into the show notes. Get ahead of, ahead of the game a bit. Exactly. All right, I'm going to, well, I, you know, I've never asked you, Carl, what, uh, what is your role in the Drupal community outside of helping to organize this camp? What do you do with the, the software? Uh, well, mostly my involvement with Drupal is through my job. I work at a uh, creative marketing agency called BML YNR. Um, we're a global, um, like I say, creative marketing agency. Um, and we do a lot, of, um, a lot of website implementations. You know, most of our, our clients we do technology work for. Uh, have a CMS implementation involved in uh, in the work that they want us to do. So that's how I got involved with Drupal. It was uh, the first content management system we wanted to use twice. So this was 12 or 13 years ago and we, we did a Drupal 5 site. Um, and that was like first time that we had done a CMS implementation um, that we wanted to do again. So that was back in the day when they were all just awful. And now we can honestly say that you know every CMS is, is, is awful. It's just some are less awful than others. Uh, but that you know the uh, that that old saying was very very true you know back in the day, um, so that's how I got involved in Drupal. And then with it being you know a community, the um, the the, uh, the guy that I built that website with, Dan Goldenbaum, was actually the the first organizer of the Kansas City Drupal Users Group. So he set um, he kind of set that up and got it started. And then uh, when he moved to Atlanta uh, a few years later, then I uh, I helped with uh, the. Um, what was then the core organizer of, of the group, and I stepped in to help her out to, to organize it, and you know just picked it up a few years later when she retired. So that's uh, you know that's really been my kind of my gateway into the you know the broader community, and then of course coming to, to Drupal cons and then attending camps around uh, the Midwest, uh, you know been able to get involved with uh, with you know quite a few different things in the community. Yeah. If you were say your your employer were to give you 
a month off from work, fully yeah. paid. You, yeah. get, you get to take a sabbatical and do whatever right. you want to do. What are you going to do with that time? Um, if, I, if I was going to take a month off, I, I actually did that um, a couple of years ago um, as, as a part of a program we used to have at uh, VML YNR. And one of the things we, we had, had to do was a certain number of those days had to be um, applied to community service. So we were at the time working with a domestic violence shelter called Hope House in Kansas City. And um, I spent my time uh, developing uh, websites for, or a website for them. Uh, and that has been some of the work we, we do pro bono at VML YNR is with groups like that. And I have found that uh, when you're doing things for people that have a purpose, it is a, a lot more rewarding than when you're just working for a client to sell product or, um, you know, increase leads or, or things like that and where you're trying to just move the needle on money. Um, it's when you're involved with an organization or people that are actually making a difference in people's lives, either from day to day. Uh, and it doesn't have to be as, um, you know, as kind of a, a kind of a big and kind of awful thing as domestic violence. Uh, but just things that kind of move the needle forward in people's lives um, and the things with purpose. Um, I found that, uh, you know, Dan Pink's motivation, if you've ever heard um, his TED Talk or read his book on uh, the things that motivate people, you know, that, uh, that was one of the big motivators uh, for people that a lot of people miss in their normal, you know, nine to five job where you're just, you know, coding the company's intranet site or whatever. And it's like you're just doing it for a paycheck. Um, and a lot of folks just... Uh, don't find, and I'm one of those people that I end up getting a lot of value and a lot of motivation out of doing things that have intrinsic value other than just, uh, you know, a monetary you know, compensation. So, you know, if I were to, and I, I really love doing web development, and as a development manager now, um, they don't let me write much code unless, uh, unless nobody's paying for it. So I use that as a good excuse to, to work on pro bono work, and, um, and then when I have free time, you know, outside of work, uh, to, to help out with organizations and things like that that um, that have meaning in other people's lives, and it's very uh, rewarding. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun because I actually get to code again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's lighten this up a little okay. bit here. We've talked a lot about the community and the work, and it's. it's yeah. uh, I want to get to know you a little bit better, so we're going to throw some of these fun questions into All the mix right. here. Let's see how these work. Yep. All right. If you could have an endless supply of any food. Oh, any food. Sushi and ice cream. At the same time. One after the other. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. Not at the same time. That'd be good. It used to be pizza and ice cream, and that's still kind of a fave, but uh, my kids really like, uh, have gotten really into uh, sushi, which is kind of weird, you know, having two, uh, two kids that really like sushi. So uh, it's, it's good, and it's, uh, it's fun to go out and just connect with the kids and hang out now that they're teenagers. You know, it's kind of fun to go out with that. Oh, very nice. All right. If, uh, what is your least favorite household chore? One that could just always be done, you never have to do it again. Oh, least favorite household chore. Boy, I got a list. Uh, uh, I'd have to say cutting the grass, you know, mowing the lawn. Even though I don't mind the time mowing the lawn because it is like that, it's like that 45 minutes that nobody can bother you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody wants me anywhere near you. It's like that's not one, one, that's one thing I could give up if, uh, if somebody wanted to come cut my grass, I'd let them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, if you could be any piece of furniture... What piece oh. of furniture would you be? What, what best represents Carl? Any piece of furniture. How about a recliner? I, I, would, I would say the recliner. Because uh, there is one piece of furniture in our house that will like, never get sold. And that is the, re, the rocking recliner we bought right before my oldest daughter was born. And she's, uh, she's 19 now, so it's old and 
kind of threadbare, so it has to hide in the basement. But that uh, that chair has like the the ton of memories, right, of all of the kids, because that was the one you had when you had the babies and all that kind of jazz. So I already told my wife, you know, we're looking to get rid of some stuff in the house and things like that. It's just like, well, the one thing we can never throw away is, is the is the rocking recliner that we bought when Abigail was born. So I guess I would be a recliner. I like it. <laughs> that's that the reasoning behind these. Like uh, that's yeah. the, the answers themselves are fun, but the logic, the reasoning that goes yeah. into them. That's that's yeah, the love that true chair. story. I'm it every day. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I like it. All right. This is one I'm bringing back. Uh, rapid fire questions. Five yeah. questions. Yes or no, true, false type of answers. Okay. All right. First one. Uh, easy one. We'll start off easy. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dog. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Would you rather attend school at Hogwarts or have a wardrobe that opens into Narnia? Narnia. Beer, wine, cocktail, or none of the above? None of the above. All right. Uh, mountain Lodge or Beach Hut? Oh, Mountain Lodge. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, that's my answer, yeah. too. I like that one. Yeah. Hot, dirty sand. Gross. Not, <laughs> Not for you. No. That's good. <laughs> Middle of the country. You're pretty far from a lot of beaches. Yeah. So. I have in-laws that live in Naples, Florida, so we get a lot of beach time, but I'd still like to rather go to the mountains. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Oh, we'll have to get you out for Drupal Camp Colorado in August. I'm there. All right. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Carl, is there anybody that comes to mind that you would like to say thank you to or share some gratitude with who gave you a hand along the way? Yeah. Um, like my best experience at, at Drupal Corn has probably been with uh, Kathy Thays on Contribution Days. She is like, they. if you've ever had to had the chance or the, uh, you know, the pleasure of sitting with her at a Contribution Day and have her help you with your first commit, you know, that is awesome. And she's, uh, she's done that twice for me, so uh, I have a, uh, a very soft spot for Kathy. I think she's an awesome person. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. She puts a lot of energy yeah. into organizing those things along with, you know, with a lot of other people as well. But, yep. yeah, it's, she, brings, she brings so much to that, so that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Carl, hey, thank you very much for taking a few minutes today. I yeah. appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, it's April from Drupal Camp Asheville. Tell us about the next camp, April. Hey, Chris. Yeah, the next camp is July 12th through 14th in Asheville, North Carolina. On Friday, we're going to have trainings and contribution. On Saturday, we'll have sessions and lightning talks. On Sunday, we're going to do hiking and tourism within the community. Our ticket price is $35 early bird, and then starting May 13th, it will be $45. We also have a great student discount for high school students, university, or college students. So you can find out more information at drupalashville.com. Excellent. We'll see you there. <laughs>